You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It feels like it's been a month since we had a Catfish on Ice episode, but it has not been a month. It's only been a week, but we miss you, everybody. This is Catfish on Ice, episode 131, off-season edition rolls along here. We are in the dog days of the off-season. Not a lot going on in Nashville Predators land right now, but we are here to get you through it. We are here to get you through it. Yeah, you you look on Twitter and they see something posted from the Predators social media and it's like here's a picture of ryan johansson's dog and everybody freaks out like, oh my gosh it's his yeah. dog look they're just so there's hurting just, for news there's just not a lot out there right now there's the not players are taking on. the players are taking a much needed and well-deserved break from everything uh it's kind of a time to push reset and then things will start picking up throughout june and definitely july when we get close to free agency mm-hmm. but Catfish on Ice doesn't take a break. We will keep you going through these off-seasons. So, this is Chad Minton, your host with co-host Rich Howe. We're excited to bring you a brand new episode. We are going to preview the conference finals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We've already got game one going on right now between the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. Talk about some great ratings for the NHL. That's got to be a dream matchup, and the NHL's got to be so happy they got Connor McDavid versus Nathan McKinnon in a, in a oh. conference finals matchup. Oh, you know that. They are just aching for for that matchup. And it's not disappointing, it looks like. I just turned it on. It's five to three. It's, it's, it's insane, dude. It's, it's insane. like it's already five it's already five to three. Oh, hold on. Check that. Oh. The Avs the Avs just scored again. It's six to three. They are, I'm telling you, it's gonna come down to Colorado and Tampa, and and, and guess what? Blood they're uh, they're already they're they're finally they're finally throwing in the towel on Mike Smith. Mike Smith's coming out, poor guy. I mean, he well, I've never seen a more hot and cold goaltender than Mike Smith. I don't know if you agree, but man, I mean the like guy, is, but the guy the guy either looks like a Vesna worthy candidate or he looks like an AHL goalie. Like he, there's no in between with Mike Smith. He is just like all over right. the place. You're right. But, uh, uh, poor Mike <clears throat> Smith. Hey, is this making you feel a little bit better, Rich, that the Preds got swept when you see the Avs doing this to a team like the Oilers tonight? I mean, they've they put up it, six goals. For sure. I mean, I mean, it does make you feel a little bit better. It's like we, we've said it the whole time. Colorado is a buzzsaw, and that's just what they do. That's their, this, that's their this, MO. Okay, so this game one that's happening to the Oilers right now feels very – I can understand how this feels because this is kind of what happened. This is kind of what happened in game one for the Preds when they played yeah. the Avalanche. Except we don't, like, have a, we don't have a Connor McDavid. Well, that's a big part of it, yes. But um, it's like <laughs> once, the, once the Avs get cooking, man, like you're not going to stop them. You're just not. It's – okay, I just they just showed that last goal – it was a redirect. He, there's no way he could have got that. Anyway, yeah, they're just. I mean, 
there's just no stopping them. I mean, there's just no stopping them. The Blues couldn't handle them, and the Blues were awesome. You know, down the stretch. Oh, how about were, how about yeah. that comeback? How about that comeback win that the Blues had that one night though to keep oh, the series that alive? Was, that, that was, was a good game. crazy. But that um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, pre- we're gonna preview both conference finals matchups. Of course, tomorrow night, or I guess you could say Wednesday night, if you're listening the next day, um, it's gonna be the Rangers versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Rangers, let me tell you, this team refuses to quit. They have they have pushed off elimination how many times in these playoffs and then they rich i saw you do the laughy emojis last <laughs> night when it comes hey talking man. about the carolina hurricanes and it's like it, it, it to a better good. team. it feels good to see them get eliminated once again they fall short in the second round and the rangers are an, the rangers are kind of an easy team to cheer for honestly like i don't have have any qualms about the rangers going deep they're a pretty likable team if you ask me yeah, I don't have any problem with them either. I like several of their players. Um, Brian Reeves doesn't even bother me that much. He used to, but doesn't doesn't really matter. And they have like the best goaltender in the NHL, in my opinion, or the one A well, and one B goaltender. Yeah, Vasilevsky versus Igor Shesterkin. You want to talk about a heavyweight goaltender matchup? For sure. I mean, it that series sure. feels that series feels like it's going to be the complete opposite of the way this series is going. I could totally see Tampa Bay and the New York Rangers get stuck in a goaltender duel where it's two to one wins, three to two might be your top of the mark. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be nearly as high scoring for obvious reasons as, as this Avs um, Oilers no. series is looking like it's going to be. And we all kind of expected the Oilers and the Avs to be high scoring. Lindsay just joined on YouTube. Hey, Lindsay, we've yep. missed you. And we're so yep. happy you're then, joining us here. And then she says, go Avs. Oh, shocker. Lindsay, shocker that noted, going for the Oilers. <laughs> noted Edmonton hater. <laughs> right. Oh, so well, um, and that she, battle, she's the she's battle about for what we said, goaltender battle in Tampa Bay and New York. That's going to be crazy. Definitely got to watch that. Right. But, um, Battle for, for sure. Alberta. Talk about mm. what a series that was. Your heart goes out to the Flames, but um, the Oilers just had a. The Oilers have Connor McDavid. They have Leon Draisaitl. The biggest thing, and this is really me thinking about this Avs, this series against the Avs in these conference finals. I, I'm just wondering if the Oilers are still going to get um, caught up in being a little top heavy. I think the Avs are a way deeper team and completely showing that right now. The abs so. can just come at you with so many different waves of great players. Whereas the Oilers, yeah, they got a lot. They, they're deep. They got some good depth players. Um, but they're not nearly on the level of the Colorado no. Avalanche, in my opinion. No, not at all. And if you look at, let's say, Edmonton pulls off some kind of miracle against Colorado and, and goes to the Stanley Cup final and they meet Tampa Bay, do you really have – uh, faith in your goaltender against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, it's just yeah, Ugh. exactly. Well, I've got I've got some numbers written down here, but before we get into that, also we're going to do an early look ahead at what we think the Preds lineup will look like in 2022 23. Also, I want to say if you hear a dog barking in the background, that is my mother's dog. She, uh, poor thing's having a little bit of a panic attack right now, but uh, she's barking in the background. I'm not going to be able to get her to stop. So uh, my apologies for the barking dog in the background. Not much it's I can do about good. it right now. 
But um, yeah, so uh, we're going to look, do an early look ahead at the Preds lineup in 2022 23 season next season and kind of answer some tough questions, not just about Philip Forsberg, but mm -hmm. talking about the free agency market, which we're going to do a full free agency episode as the oh, yeah. uh, free agent period gets closer, which will be in July. But we've got mm -hmm. to answer some tough questions about are we going to call up some more players from Milwaukee like Cody Glass? What are we going to do about like the depth scoring that Rich always talks about? Um, I know Luke Cunning had a really rough year. Mm. Ellie Tolvanen had a rough year. So we got to answer some questions on how this lineup's going to look for, for sure. opening night in 2022 uh, 23 season. So we're going to kind of pull out our crystal ball and look at that. And also with that, talk about some players who we expect to take the next level up in their careers next season. I'm, we've got, I've got a good short list of players that I expect to take that next level up next season. So there's, that's how we will round out episode 131. There's definitely some that need team. to do that. Definitely uh, for some sure. that need to do that. Absolutely. All right. It's six awesome. to three as we are just coming up on the midway point of regulation. We are halfway through the second period and there have been nine total goals scored in this game between the Avs and the Oilers. The Colorado Avalanche have six of those nine goals. And, oh, my gosh, watching Nathan McKinnon out there, I mean, he he, he like he glides. It's like he's not even skating. He's so he, effortless. It's like, yes, he is so fast. He's such a fast skater and can do very amazing things carrying the puck. Um, yeah, it's, this is – I expected a little more fight out of Edmonton than this, but – I just don't see it. Don't see it happening. Well, go, coming into this series, you've got the top two scoring teams in the playoffs so far. The Edmonton Oilers lead the playoffs in a scoring goals per game, 4.33 a game. Colorado's virtually right there with them uh, with 4.3 goals per game. So both teams put up well over four, four goals per game. So this shouldn't be a huge – I mean, it's still crazy to see six goals already scored by the Avalanche, but you did expect this to be a really high-scoring uh, series. And it's, oh, yeah. it's going completely according to script um, in this game one so far. Also, Colorado has the top power play in the playoffs at over 34% success rate. That's pretty um, pretty crazy to think about. Edmonton is fifth in the playoffs with a 28.2 power play percentage. And also, Colorado is second in the among playoff teams in shots on goal per game. They average... 40 shots on goal per game, Rich. I mean, a goaltender's nightmare is when you have to Very face off against so. the Colorado Avalanche. And unfortunately, Mike Smith figured that out pretty well tonight. He's going to be having nightmares about the Colorado Avalanche coming after him. Yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe the uh, altitude got to him and he just couldn't perform well. I don't know. But that's that's crazy. I mean, that's, well, <clears throat> I, this is the last thing I would have expected to, to turn on the, the the game and see them having six goals already. But um, well, also well, also coming into this series, um, I trust Darcy Camper and Net way more than I trusted Mike Smith. For and, sure, uh, I, I feel bad at that. I keep keep uh, eating up on Mike Smith here, but um, Darcy Kemper is a proven top end mm -hmm. goaltender in this league, whereas Mike Smith, you know, he's He's good, but he is he ready to carry a team to a Stanley Cup? I, I don't know about that. It doesn't look like it. <clears throat> I think they were. I think they more rely on uh, Connor McDavid scoring a whole bunch of goals yeah. <laughs> than than the goaltending. But not well, happening tonight. There, sure. I mean, there are some players, some quality 
players on this team outside of Connor McDavid. I really like Zach Hyman. Uh, he's a really good backup mm. scorer for them, uh, who's uh, scored a lot of goals this in this postseason to his own credit. So uh, you got to watch out for a player like Zach Hyman. But again, I just think the Avalanche are way too deep. They're just way too stacked. And it's it's uh, give me an Avs Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup. And like you said, you can call it a bloodbath. You can call it a battle of heavyweights. You can call it whatever you want. I don't think the Oilers can beat Tampa either. Let's say the Oilers somehow knock out the Avalanche. I nah. think that's. But I meant let's let's flip over to the uh, Rangers and the Lightning. What what's the biggest thing that besides the goaltender matchup that you're interested about between the Bolts and the uh, the Rangers? Like, what's something you're really looking for, Rich? Besides that goalie matchup. I mean, I really. I really do like the Rangers, and I'm not just saying that because I don't care for Tampa Bay that much, but I really would like to see them um, perform well. Um, they've, they've played well. They're kind of the they're kind of the underdog, and nobody's going to expect them to beat Tampa Bay, that's for sure. But um, just I, I really like uh, Mika Zaginabad. Zaginabad. Yeah, oh, it's, man, it's a tongue twister. Zaginabad. That's it. Yeah, yes. I like him a lot, and P- Panarin's obviously an awesome, awesome player. Kreider, I like, I like him. Just the whole team, but Z- Zabinajad is third. Zabinajad is third in the playoffs with nineteen points. He has yeah. scored the yeah. third most he's, points in these playoffs with nineteen points. He's he's really good. I just, I mean, I just don't think they're going to have it in them, but. We'll see what happens. See, no, what I don't you, know, you I, Rich. I don't know if you're giving the Rangers enough credit here, man. I think that they actually could take out Tampa. It's going to be tough, but yeah. I mean, they've already. And here's why: they've got the goaltender to do it. They've got they they've they've got that box checked off now. And I mm-hmm. know Shesterkin had a really rocky start to these playoffs, but he's really settled into his own since then, and he's yep. back to looking like regular season Shesterkin. And mm-hmm. so, if any if anybody can take out the Tampa Bay Lightning, it's a team like the Rangers that has their goaltender who is absolutely capable of stealing a series. Uh, for sure. For pure entertainment value, I would much rather see Tampa Bay make it in so they can play the mm-hmm. Avs. But but either way, I give the Rangers a puncher's chance to, to take yeah. out the Tampa Bay Lightning. I really do. I hope – yeah, I hope I hope you're right. I just um, – yeah, I don't know. Tampa Bay is – I mean, they're, they're Tampa Bay – I mean, they're just they who they are. They're they're really hard to play against, and um, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll find out what happens. But it's just um, it just doesn't seem like they got enough firepower. I mean, Vasilevsky, you know, he's shown some chinks in the armor in the past, and like you said, Shesterkin's mm-hmm. really come into his own. And you can't, I can't. I was I was thinking about the the um, Carolina series. And like, I don't know if that was a true test for for New York because obviously something was wrong with Carolina on the road. They went, what was it, zero and six or zero and seven yep. on the road? And that's, but they were also they were also undefeated were. at home up until that last game. They were, and that's 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 absolutely true. But it just seems like something was just off with them the whole time, even though they still played really hard. It just didn't seem like the normal. Carolina team that we're used to seeing. The place I was at last night uh, watching the game, I was out with some friends, and there was mm. this one guy wearing a Hartford Whalers uh, green hockey jersey. And this dude, I mean, he he was – I bet he was. 
he was having a rough one. Let's just put it that way. Watching yeah. his uh, Canes mm-hmm. uh, get knocked out in pretty convincing fashion in that game. I mean, it was yeah. – the Rangers kind of ran him out of the building there. So yeah, I, uh, I didn't get to watch it, but I saw at one point it was like four to one or something, and I was like, yeah, the, the Rangers, the Rangers kind of – the Rangers kind of put an exclamation point on that series and said, "Nope, yeah. we're we're in it." So they've 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 uh, they've went through two game seven series now and won both game sevens, obviously. So this team is showing up in the clutch, and I like I said, I give I give them a a thirty percent chance to win this series. I'll give Tampa sixty. That's so I don't good. think it's I don't think it's a complete. Or I'll give I'll, God, my math's horrible. I'll give I'll give the Rangers a 40 percent 60 40 I'll give the Rangers a 40 who gets that other 10? Uh, Rich, Rich was thinking what is the other 10 is this a trick question I was oh, like no. did I miss something it's all good oh, yeah Fine. um yeah Rangers right. I'll give them a 40 percent chance and I'll give the Tampa Bay Lightning a 60 percent chance yeah. so I think I, it's I a clo- closer closer matchup than people might think it is I, out of all four of the teams the Rangers are who I would want to win if I had my choice. Don't put that um, curse on them, Rich. I know. I know. Every team we've cheered been... for in these playoffs have got knocked out. I know. Yeah. We do not. That's that's the curse right there, man. Unfortunately. Oh, there's why Connor McDavid's not playing well. Wayne Gretzky's staring him, watching him <laughs> up in the box. Yeah. So he's got all that pressure to uphold the Gretzky. Ah. I saw a really cool quote of uh, Emily Kaplan's uh, story on ESPN today talking about the, this series and uh, McKinnon didn't mince words about it. He said, no, Connor McDavid is the best player in this league and he's been the best player for a long time now. Cause you know, yeah. they were trying to ask him like, how does it feel to go head to head against, you know, Connor McDavid. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, McKinnon was like, look, that dude is the best in the, in the league. No, no questions about it. So for sure. But Nathan McKinnon's no slouch. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon's no slouch. No that dude, that where did I rank him on my playoff? I put him at number four, didn't I? He's really high. When yeah, I ranked I'm him, pretty when sure. I ranked him, and I feel like he's really come through for me since I did that list. So, I think. Uh, yeah. I think what you said though about the depth of Colorado—that's that's the that's the the clincher and the killer for most of these teams. They just can't. Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't contend with with all of them. You might be able to hold, you know, one line to to, to not uh, get as many points or, or, or keep them from scoring, but you can't hold all of them back, and they're all all really good. So for sure, the NHL has. I gotta tell you, the NHL has to be thrilled with how these playoffs have gone and the matchups that they've gotten, uh, oh, yeah. because I mean, there have been so many good matchups. When, when you look Perhaps. at the battle for we got battle for Alberta, oh, yeah. um, and then. Of course, you're getting this matchup here between Edmonton and Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're when you got you got Tampa, Toronto in the first round. Which I mean, you've had oh, yeah. so many, so many just really good matchups. Uh, Saint yep. Saint Louis, Minnesota was a really intriguing matchup. Mm-hmm. To, to I mean, so NHL's really got to feel great about how these playoffs have gone for, for them. sure. And it, and it's their first first year being on TNT and ESPN. I oh, think yeah. the coverage the coverage has been really good. Uh, yep. For both networks, uh, I love some of these camera shots they're showing tonight. Mm-hmm. Tonight's game on the ice when they're doing faceoffs and stuff. I mean, yep. I, I do like at, TNT's uh, pr- production more than uh, than ESPN's, though. Yeah, I don't know why, but I, think, I just I like TNT. I think more. I do as well. But if you look at if you look at the four teams, you know you got a, a Canadian team. The NHL loves that. Obviously, you've got an original six team in the Rangers. They definitely, you know, they love that. That's like their favorite thing to ever talk about. And then you got the the, uh, Stanley Cup champs. And then you got a Colorado team that is just like, 
murdering teams. So yeah, I mean, I think, you got I think they're really happy. Yeah, you got the Rangers who are a big market team, so that you know, oh, you know, huge. they love that. So yeah, they mm-hmm. they got to be happy. All right, we're gonna keep watching For these sure. conference finals. Uh, tweet the show at Catfish Ice or tell us on YouTube right now what Stanley Cup matchup are you hoping for? And also, which team remaining are you going for the most and why? Tell us on YouTube. Tweet the show at Catfish Ice. We'll retweet (laughs) you and we will uh, get your comment right here on the live episode. Let's move along here in episode 131 of Catfish on Ice presented by DraftKings and part of Hockey Podcast Network with Chad Minton and Rich Howe, your host. Let's take an early look at what we think the Preds lineup is going to look like next season. Of course, oh boy. Rich, I think a big question about the top line is we got to get the right line mates with Ryan Johansson. And is Ryan Johansson still the top six center that we want him to be? Because you really got to figure that out. And so the Preds, a lot last season, did seem to have their top six figured out for a long time. Like you mm-hmm. didn't see a lot of, you didn't really see a lot of no. lineup shuffling at first. And that was pretty nice and refreshing to see. But I do think that David Poyle and John Hines, and they said it in that end of season press conference, they've really got to answer some questions to close this gap between mm-hmm. them and these playoff teams we're watching. I mean, you can see the oh. gap is the gap oh. is so noticed. It's so apparent when you're watching these games for sure. these playoffs that the press sure. need to do something. Yeah. You watch you watch that um like even like Carolina and the Rangers when they were playing, just you see these guys, they're so fast. They're so skilled shooting the whole nine yards. And like you you think about, you watch the Predators and you're like, let's say by some miraculous, uh, some miracle that they did get past Colorado, there's no way they would have made it out of the second round because these teams, they're just too quick. They're too quick and they're too uh, strong. I don't know. If they would have, if they would have somehow – Slayed Goliath and taking out the Avs in the first round, then I don't know what would have stopped him. But I mean, we know that that was never going to happen. Yeah. But um, That's uh, so here's my they thing about have. next season. Here's my thing about looking at the top line for next season because, like, it, some people seem to like Forsberg, Duchesne, and Granlund on the second line more. And so that means you got to figure out the top line. And obviously you're going to put Johansson up there or do the Preds go look for a big center? Do they make a big splash in the agency and try to get them a top six center? I mean, I don't know. It, that's why free agency is going to be so, so interesting because there's so many good targets out there. There to look at. There's, there's tons this year. And um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I like the, the Forsberg, Granlin, Duchesne line a lot. I love um, it too. Yeah. And I know, I know they, they did was considered the second line or whatever, but what you said about finding Johansson, some, some line mates that is going to be crucial. And if, if we're lucky enough for Forsberg to stay, I, I hope he does. I think they really need to go out and get a player or two maybe to, to play with Johansson <laughs> or move, Maybe yeah. move Tanner Janot up. I think he, he could probably well, handle it. I, I actually know. think – so here's my idea. I think you got to explore moving Philip Tomasino with Ryan okay. Johansson to open that's, next season. That's good too. And I then like you that. and then you, fi- you figure it out from there what you do on that other spot. I do think the Preds desperately need to make a free agency upgrade for their top six. I think, that, I think that right now we cannot accurately say who's going to be in the top six next year because – that player currently is not on this roster. I think they're going to go out shopping for a free agent top six forward. 
Yeah, but for sure. I think that's going to happen. Even if Forsberg stays, I still think they're going to go out and try to get themselves a top six forward. Uh, because yeah, I mean, they're going to have clear, to. Clearly, Luke Cunning does not need to be in the top six, in my opinion. Um, he, he's a great role player. He brings a lot of fire and a lot of intensity, and I love that. But that's not enough mm-hmm. to be in the top six for a playoff no. contending team. It's just not enough. No, and <clears throat> I know that they – you know, they really had high hopes for Tolanen last year, and it just – that didn't pan out either because I know he spent a lot of time with Johansson or, or up in the top – the second line. Not the second line, but you know what I mean. He yeah. was in the top six from time to time, and Cunning was up there a lot too. But I totally agree with what you said. They he Cunning has no business being up there, and they're definitely going to have to get somebody um, – I know they're going to have the money to get somebody, and they're going to. He's going to have to spend it for sure because things can't continue like they are now. That's for, there's just no way, no, no. way. And and, no. and I'm right there with you on Forsberg, Duchesne, and Granlund. Of oh, course, yeah. if Forsberg stays, um, and then mm-hmm. I'm right there with you that keeping those three together. I mean they they were the, they were the brightest spot of the team outside of UC Soros this season and Roman Yossi, obviously. But just talking about out of your out of your four forward lines, I mean. The, that line was cooking. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they really – they were the ones that, that produced a lot of the offense that this team had this season was uh, Duchesne, Granlin, and Forsberg all together. So, if yep. you got to figure out a way to keep those those three together as a line going into mm-hmm. next season. And then and Fors, Forsberg and Duchesne really fed off each other too really well. Yep. They played really well together. So They did. Well, and you bring up – so, you bring up um, – do you move Tanner Janot up? Well, that would mean you'd have to break up that herd line that it's become so reliable. And are, do we really want to do that? That's that's another question you got to ask yourself, and that's a tough it question is. to answer. It is, yeah, because there's just not enough space for everybody. They're just so <laughs> like, trustworthy. They're just so trustworthy together. Colton Sissons, Yakov Trenin, and Tanner Janot are just so trustworthy mm-hmm. together that it's that, that it's hard to even fathom breaking them up. Yeah. But again, you do want to give Tanner Janot a chance to 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 get to get more mm-hmm. ice time if he's earned it. You don't want to leave him buried in the bottom six if you think that he can bring you more value by moving him up and getting him more ice time. So maybe he is that um, sixth forward that moves into the top six next season. You move Luke Cunning out. I mean, that could happen. That wouldn't completely yeah. shock me. But that's mm-hmm. only if they don't make a free agency addition, which I still right. think they're going to do that. Yeah, and then like you said, there's the Tomasino question. What do you do with him? Because <laughs> if exactly. you if you if you do Johansson, Tomasino, and Jano, like is mm. that going to be enough? You just I don't, don't know if they know. I don't know if those would mesh well together. I don't know. It's tough to say. Yeah, uh, I don't, but but like you, for for Tomasino, you know, you want him to get more minutes and develop more. But like, if you don't want to break up the third line then that would leave him on the fourth. And it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's this really is a tough, tough puzzle to solve right here. Well, the fourth puzzle. line, well, the fourth line is definitely going to have a change because no one expects Nick cousins to resign here. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to let him go. Um, I, I wouldn't mind Luke Cunning being on the fourth line uh, with, mm-hmm. uh, with, and I want to see Cody glass get, back. I think Cody glass right. absolutely needs to be on the fourth line at, at the very least. I want to see Cody glass on the power play unit next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, 
he got sent down to the minors really quick after the season started this past season. And I think it was really good for him. And it ended up being a really smart decision by the organization to let him go play a full season with the, with, with the admirals. And he put up some great numbers. He piled up the assist. So he is more, I think he's absolutely ready to be back in, in a starting lineup on opening night of next season. So where do you put him? Uh, Probably start him on the fourth line and and see Mm -hmm. what happens. Yep. I agree. That's going to move uh, your boy McCarron out. So I'm okay I mean, with that. But I'm okay with that too. <laughs> I mean, he had, he had a couple of good games here and there, but like I just, yeah, I think they got to move in a different direction. So, um, yeah, it's and tough. Then that it's brings, really and tough. then that brings up Ellie Tolvin, and we got to figure out what to do with Ellie Tolvin too. Yeah. And speaking of Ellie Tolvin, I don't think it's time to give up on that, on, on the kid at all. I think he still can absolutely live up to his expectations. But at the same uh, time, it, it is time to start getting a little worried about him, a little bit. I agree. Yeah, 100%. That's what I was going to say. Like, next season might be it, I would say, like for one more year. for the. Oh, yeah, he's got to show it. He's got to show it next year. Otherwise, I think he's going to become trade bait. He is Gosh, going to play trade bait. Yeah, not last season, but the season before he played so well for the longest time mm-hmm. and then he he got hurt and then that he just hasn't been the same since I don't know what it is but um maybe yeah. maybe that's also a question of he's got to be playing with better line mates we'll we'll see I don't know but um yeah they tried moving him around a little bit and I mean I don't know it, it, that sometimes worked and sometimes didn't and everybody talked about he does other things well and that's true but we need somebody who can score some goals <laughs> in a bad yeah. way and then looking at way. it, looking at it defensively here, um, mm. really the only major change I see happening is I, I think Jeremy Lazan's going to become a regular in in the defense, and uh, you're probably going to see Matt Benning moved out. I don't know if Matt Benning's coming back, uh, and so that kind of because you know the, Poyle already pretty much made it pretty clear in the press conference that. Jeremy Lazan has a future with this team, and they, that's mm-hmm. why they went out and got him in the first place for, in a trade deadline was because he was an, he's a restricted free agent, so they're going to have yep. the uh, the leverage to keep him here in, over mm-hmm. this offseason. So expect to see some news on Jeremy Lazan getting re-signed here at some point this offseason, yeah. and he'll be on that defensive third pairing. And, I, and I'm, I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table on a more consistent too, basis. Yeah, for sure. That's what I was going to say. Everybody knows, you know, he actually was doing pretty well in Boston with a huge defensive core that they have, and there just wasn't a place for him. And then I got to give you credit. I got to give you credit, Rich, because when they first made the trade for Lazan, everyone was mad. Everyone was freaking Mm -hmm. out. Everyone was ticked off. And you told everyone to calm down that (laughs) it's a good trade. And you and you were kind of the first to kind of talk. Even I was kind of even I was kind of being negative about it. And you kind of told everybody, calm down. This is a this is kind of a good move. This 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 guy brings a lot of good stuff to the table, mm-hmm. and he's young, and he's and hey, you beat me to it. But you know what? I think you're absolutely right about it at the time. Well, thank you. Um, I just go back to I know everybody was upset <clears throat> about the second round pick. Our friend uh, Max Ritz, who used to uh, who's been on the show before, said there's like a what it was like a twenty percent chance that a second rounder ever even gets to play in the NHL or something like that. So yeah, I wasn't, it's, it's a, I wasn't, it's a crazy low part probability. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, for I was sure. Okay with it. And he's a big boy. He's a big boy. And he, that's kind of, you know, what 
you know, Poyle and uh, Hines look for as big, big defensemen. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm not I'm not really too worried about the defensive core going into the next season. I, I I'm feeling more and more uh, more and more hopeful about what I'm seeing. Uh, run, mm-hmm. You know, like I don't think that's a big area of need as far as drastically needing to change it. No. Um, you just got to wonder who's <laughs> going to play with Jeremy Lazan. Is it going to be Mark Borowiecki? Most likely, but you're also going to so. have. I think Jeremy Davies is going to see the lineup a lot more as a. Um, as a player who occasionally gets switched in, he's not going to start every game. But I do think Jeremy mm-hmm. Davies still has a really good chance to get more uh, more, sure. more games under his belt next season. So be on the lookout yeah. for that. I think we finally made it past Ben Harper. I don't think he's going to – he's also a free agent this year. I don't think Ben Harper's – if they re-sign him for another cheap deal this offseason, then I'm, I'm seriously going to not know what to say. I'm going to be speechless. There's going to be very many people upset. Imagine on the same day they announce – they're re-signing Ben Harper. They say, well, Philip Forsberg decided not to sign. Oh, no. Don't even Nashville. go there, Rich. Don't Nashville even be, go there. It would be so bad. Here's another transaction we made today. Sign Ben it. Harper. Mm. Yeah. Ugly. They tw- Ugly. What, if they tw- what if they tweeted that right after the Forsberg news? Oh, my gosh. That would be horrible. <laughs> Disgusting. All right. Let's try to anyway. not. Let's try, to not- <laughs> try not to think. Don't look on the negative. All right. Let's not think negative thoughts Don't look at the negative. All right. For sure. Everyone, let us know what you think the Preds lineup should look like next season at, at Catfish Ice or on YouTube right now. Episode 131, blazing right along, just like the Colorado mm-hmm. Avalanche are right now. Seven in to game four one of right their now. Western Conference Finals. It is seven mm-hmm. to four. They've put up a touchdown. Is it weird for me to think, though, that if any team can score three goals in the third period to tie it at 7-7, seven, seven, it would be the Edmonton Oilers? I mean, yeah. McDavid, like – Walks on water, so I think you can probably. So I don't think three. I don't think you can completely discount this game as being over just yet. I, no, I, I think that we period, still, yeah. we got to keep this thing on. But if, if somehow the ass put up a um, put up a ten spot, then oh my gosh, wow, I'm gonna, it's going to be kind of funny. All It'll right, be crazy. Speaking of Everybody, that, hockey fans, real quick, real quick I want to say yeah. before you start reading the thing, people just do not want Edmonton to win, do they? Why do you Why do you think that is? Why? Well, is a lot of it has to, a lot of it has to do with Evander Kane. Okay, well, I'll give you that. But, uh, and and but, for some reason, I just think that uh, people like to cheer against the Canadian teams. There's a lot of American hockey fans who just don't want to see the Canada streak end. I don't know, honestly, why the so Oilers weird. get so much hate. I, I'm like, not sure either, um, honestly. I don't know. I don't understand. Like, why do – like, it seems like people don't want Connor McDavid to succeed. Like, uh, do people not like him? I don't know. I, I'm just I find asking. him very likable. I mean, he doesn't have a – big outlandish personality per se mm-hmm. like a Nikita yeah, Kucherov has but yeah. he's he, I find him to be very likable for sure and then yeah. everything that campaign they're doing with uh Ben the cancer patient oh yeah it's just so good. I mean just completely warms your heart and so mm-hmm. that makes it really easy to cheer for Edmonton when you see that I mean yeah. uh and all that they've done <laughs> for that family and stuff yeah, I mean Lindsay yeah, says I just, just can't cheer for him <laughs> well I I totally get it from Lindsay's point of yeah, view she's too. a Flames fan that totally makes sense yeah for sure yeah I mean can, Canadian fans are like I doubt you ever see a Canadian fan who likes they like their one team and they just can't even fathom rooting for any of the other ones you know what's funny though? It's funny you say that. True story. I uh, took care of a table of um, people mm. from the, right. They were from Alberta, but they oh, were wow. from the middle. Lindsay's gonna like this story. Took care of some, uh, uh, four people who were from Canada. They were from Alberta, halfway between Edmonton and Calgary. 
Oh, and wow. so I asked them, so I asked them, oh, so who's your team? Do you cheer for Edmonton or Calgary then? And they literally looked at me and said, oh, we cheer for both of them. And I was like, what? Wow. I was that's like, that's, that's awesome. gotta be rare. That's gotta be rare. Yeah. That's crazy. That's they said insane. that they did, they said that they didn't that they said that they didn't really cheer for one other over the other whichever one's doing better they cheer for that one I'm like that's yeah, got to be it's got to be rare that's good I guess that's awesome yeah most most fans aren't like that that's for sure all right they were super nice people though they were very yeah, nice people cool. that's awesome very cool most Canadian people are very 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 nice and friendly I've oh for sure yeah. only met a few but they're they're all they got very, that very nice. They got that Midwest charm to them. That I like they to do. say Midwest charm, where they're just very polite, very mm-hmm. go happy, go lucky people. Yeah, very yeah, laid back, sure. funny, all that good yep. stuff. All right, so hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on, as we're seeing right now. And DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, still has this unbelievable offer going for you. We've been telling you about this offer the entire postseason, and it's still not too late to take advantage of this offer using promo code THPN. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details on if you need any type of gambling help. We can We got the information there to seek help for that. Also, you can do same-game parlays to get a big payday during the playoffs. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. And I can tell you from personal experience that DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So do that. We're brought to you by DraftKings, and it's promo code THPN. All right. Free money. Free money. Real quick, I want to throw a big shout out to Mikhail Granlund. I think he uh, played a big oh, role yeah. for Team Finland in the um, IIHF tournament. So good for him. I think his team won gold, didn't they? They did win gold. Yeah, for sure. He well, had good uh, to see. Was it good to see either two goals in there during the offseason? In the last game, he had two goals and an assist or two assists and a goal. I don't remember which one, but. Yeah, I think it was two awesome. goals and an assist. I think it was two goals think, and assist. Yeah, but yeah, so good. Right. I, it, you know, it blows my mind. In ho- and in hockey is really the main sport where they do this, where they'll play an entire grueling 82-game season and then turn mm-hmm. right around and go play in a tournament representing their home country. For it's sure. like these players really do love the game they play. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they just play year-round sometimes. And you're talking about mm-hmm. such a physically grueling sport. Oh yeah, you know, it's just like oh, it's, I've, I've, sure. it's always blown my mind how these players pick up where they left off from the NHL season. They go play in a tournament somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, for sure. Especially, it's wild to me. Especially when you hear like all the stories, like when teams get eliminated, they start listing off all the people who are injured. There's several several players that are injured. Mm. There's a few that are going to be out for like six to eight months, so they're not even going to be that. Yeah playing next season like at the beginning of the season but it's just crazy that these guys they play, play with these being yeah hurt. they play with they play with these injuries all season and it's kind of like yeah. it's almost kept swept under the rug a little bit and it's just yeah. like yeah yeah there was a flames player i don't remember who it was said his ribs got broken like three times over the course <sighs> of the season and I'm like, I'm like talk about like, that is one of the crazy. most painful injuries you can have is a rib injury too I mean, it, hurts, it, it literally hurts to breathe 
Yeah. If you have a rib injury. So, wow. Yeah, they're they're imagine, true warriors. They really are. Yeah. They are true warriors. Imagine also, having your ribs also, all broken. Let's, let's also throw some love to Brooks Bratton, who is oh, um, yeah. moving on from covering the Preds for the team's official website. Uh, Brooks Bratton, I mean, we all retweet Brooks Bratton constantly oh, during sure. the season. I mean. Yeah. Like. He breaks it's all just, the news. Yeah, he breaks all the news. Definitely. Him and Adam Vinian are like one A and one B for me. Mm-hmm, like if if Adam sure. Vinian or Brooks Bratton say it, then we know it's true. But uh, we mm-hmm. wish all the best to uh, Brooks Bratton in his future for endeavors. Sure. And uh, he he he's just always done such a great job covering covering the team and yep. giving us that useful information that we need every day. Maybe they can um, get the uh, the person who handles social media to take over his job or something. That'd be kind of cool. Oh yeah. Sarah, Sarah Giles. Uh, she does the social yeah. media for the, I, couldn't for remember the what I knew she, it was Sarah, but I don't know. Remember she does time. that. She does outstanding work as well. Cover. I mean, that's a hard job wow. to cover a team social media account. For I mean, sure. I mean, we do our social media accounts for pred lines and for catfish oh eyes, but that's, it's not even on in the same stratosphere as having to cover a, a yeah. team's social media account. I mean, that's yeah. gotta be one of the, hardest jobs that gets overlooked in this whole because, industry because people are jerks a lot of the time yeah, and it's like exactly you yeah. gotta like have a really thick skin to do social you media gotta have stuff very like thick this. skin and it's it's a very difficult job to make mm-hmm. sure you're saying the right thing to make sure that you don't hurt anybody's feelings or offend mm-hmm. anybody and and just everything like it's a well, very difficult job and they do a good job of it unless you're whoever takes care of the hurricanes they don't care about hurting anybody except feelings for them or- <laughs> except for them yeah they don't really care yeah. f- nobody's feelings or <laughs> no they don't, they don't care about anybody's feelings no all right let's wrap no. up episode 131 let's put a bow on it here let's talk about some players on this preds team who we expect to level up their play level next up. year Take take it to the next level. I think we did this same segment last offseason. We called it something different, but I'm pretty oh, sure we did right. this. And it would be really interesting to go back and listen to that segment last offseason to see if we got any players right or we picked anything right. But um, I really hope I didn't say Ellie Tolvin in last offseason, but I oh, think I, I did. I promise you we both probably did. <laughs> I guarantee we did. We're like so excited to see him play. But it, was, right, legitimate. So my, it was legitimate. My first player that I have – and we already mentioned him once in this episode. It's Cody Glass for me. Yes. I am super pumped to see Cody Glass as a full-time NHL player. I want him starting every game possible, maybe be a rotational player at first, but I want to see him get back in this Preds lineup for mm-hmm. for sure, not get sent back to Milwaukee. I want to give him some plenty of games to get his feet wet, to get comfortable, and see if he can el- – Give this team some extra scoring, which mm-hmm. you've always said, Rich, is what's been one of their biggest problems this past oh, season is having yeah, that secondary sure. scoring, that depth scoring. And also, even though the power play was really good this year for the Preds, it was top 10 mm-hmm. all season, yep. I still think Cody Glass could 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 really be a good contributor to the power play as well, the second power play unit. So I he agree. is That's my first player. Great. He is my first player I'm looking to level up. <laughs> That's Next a great season. pick for sure. And I, I hope I hope that you're right. I hope he does get back in because everybody loves him. I think he will. Uh, and he everybody will. gets was was really there was a lot of people upset when he when he was moved down. Nobody mm-hmm. could understand why, but you know, it seems like it's worked out for him. Well He's played really think, well. So I think some people were upset about it because it happened so quick. Like it was like so early right. in the season. And and I and that's kind of where I was at with it at first. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I was like, we're pull, we're sending him down this early. But I mean, they were quoted as saying basically, like, "Look, we 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 identified that Cody Glass needed t- more time to develop, 
Mm -hmm. He got to play for a really good Admirals team and got some really vital development. And so I think he's totally ready to go. And, I, you know, I would love to see Cody Glass contribute like around 10 to 15 goals Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe – contribute another 15 assists. So give me, give me a 30 to 40 point season. Oh my gosh. I would, I would take that and run with no. it. If that's what Cody glass can produce for this team next year. In a heartbeat for sure. Definitely. All right. You got one. So, I do got one. Um, so I think this guy could definitely. Wait, wait, timeout, timeout. Don't say oh. Roman Yossi. Cause Roman Yossi can't possibly go any higher. I don't think that's possible. If he, if he does, <laughs> okay. like he'd be like hovering over the ice and not. He, even he would be it. up on Con he to level up for Roman Yossi. He'd have to be on Connor McDavid oh by that point. That would yeah. be amazing. That's, um, that's the only other. That's the only other level he can go up to, for sure. Um, so this guy struggled at the last quarter of the season, but he came back and had some goals. Um, it's Yakov Trenin. I think. Um, Love it. That's a good he one. He is. Um, became one of the dependable, not dependable, but like he was the only other player really to, to come in and get, and get any goals toward the end of the season in the stretch when Philip Forsberg didn't score any at all. Yakov Trenin had like two or three, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. um, he's an RFA, but I think they'll definitely, they're definitely you know, keeping him. Definitely keeping him. He, he plays well, he plays hard. Um, he gets some, some goals and I think, I think next year will be a really good year for him. So it's exciting. I, I think so as well. Um, I, the thing I love about Trenton is his power moves to the net. Like when mm -hmm. he's on a mission to score, I mean, he crashes that net hard yep. and yep. I mean, he, he's the type of player to me that's all, he's just going to keep better and better. I definitely do not think he's topped out his level of play yet. No, and so for so a either. segment like, for a segment like this, who's looking to level up next year, Yakov mm -hmm. Trenin's a perfect one. I was going to say him if you didn't say him, uh, yeah. because I could see I could see Trenin being a twenty plus goal scorer when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think year. so too. He's not. It's not pretty by any stretch of the imagination, but he gets the job done. So that's what I like about him. He's a really hard worker. So probably the hardest. Sure. Probably one of the hardest workers on the team, if you ask me. All think. right, I'm going to stick with the young theme here, the young player theme here, and go with Philip Tomasino. Yep, got I, to. I, I thought I thought he had a great rookie year. He was a little mm -hmm. overshadowed by uh, Tanner Janot, and for sure, because Tanner Janot had such a great year. But Tomasino, as a rookie, as a very young twenty-year-old rookie, might I add, quietly yeah. had a very very solid year. I mean, he mm -hmm. did. Like he definitely wasn't a liability out there. I don't think. Um, and now, I mean, you're thinking how young he is. Of course, he is going to only keep getting better and better, just like Trenton. Yeah. And so what I'm looking for from Tomasino next year for him to level up mm -hmm. is he just needs to polish his game off a little bit more, get more comfortable playing that NHL role. Yeah. Um, how many games did uh, Tomasino play this past year? I want to say he played like – he played over 70 games this year for sure. I got to think. Make sure, sure I get the right number here. It uh, seems like – it seems right. Yeah, just I think if he could level up, like seventy six. He oh, played seventy six yeah. games this past season. So as a wow. as as a twenty year old, he played in almost he played in over seventy games. That is pretty yeah. incredible for a player that, that young. Awesome. I think so clearly he think was doing something right for sure. I think if he can do that and level up, like you said, he could provide some of that scoring that they're missing. He'd be a good candidate for it. And he's got one year under his belt, lots of experience now. 
Um, he knows the ropes, how things work. So I think it would be a um, really good thing to see him step up next year. Yeah, I would, and I, 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 I'm looking for Philip Tomasino to be in the top six next year. I really am. I, I feel like if he's ready and mm-hmm. if you feel like he's ready to get those minutes and, and make an impact like he, we think he's going to eventually be, mm-hmm. go ahead and put him in there and see what he can do, see what he can produce. He, he just yep. gave you 76 games of experience in his first season. So mm-hmm. I think now that's his next step is to be a top six contributor. Yep, for to sure. level up. Who's your next for one? Sure. You got one more? I think I think um, this might seem a little weird to say this player's name, but um, kind of slumped off at the end of the season, and that would be Tanner Janot. I think he That's had fair. such a great rook, what you know, considered a rookie season. He was a rookie. He was technically a rookie. Uh, yeah. yeah, technically a rookie, twenty-five or twenty-four years old, however old he is. I think he was twenty-four. He just turned twenty-five, I believe. Um, I think just building off of what he did last season, I think it would be amazing to just see him take one more step and just continue developing and just getting better because he had some really amazing games last season and he was so fun to watch. And then just at the end of the season, like the whole team did, they all kind of hit a a bit of a wall and, you know, he, he struggled, but um, so exciting to watch him play. I mean, he's definitely the, the, uh, the, the fire plug of the team who, who can get things going. So I think that's a good, uh, good pick. Definitely. All right. <clears throat> I've got one more here. And for me, so first of all, all of our, all of the veterans, I, I really can't say any of the veterans are going to level up because a lot of them already did this past season. So it's like, sure is did. it fair to, is it fair to ask for of even more from Matt Duchesne than what he did Not last him. season? I don't think no. so. Can we really, can him. we really even ask it? Can we even ask even more from Philip Forsberg if he does end up being on this team? I mean, yeah, he's got the talent, but I can't, I don't think it's fair for me to say, yeah, you need to level up from the season you just had. But so I'm, I'm just gonna this. keep sticking, I'm just gonna keep sticking with the young players here. And my last one here is um is is gonna be Connor Ingram, obviously. I mean, oh, that's a excellent that he's gonna really I mean, good one. He's in line. To, I mean, after what he did in the playoffs and what he did in that game two in particular. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the. I mean, if, if the Preds win that game in game yep. two, I, I'm not saying they would have won the series, but hey. suddenly that's suddenly that series gets so much more interesting if they steal game two and it went to overtime. Connor, For sure. Connor Ingram did everything he could, everything he could to, to steal mm-hmm. that game two. And so I'm looking for him. I know he's kind of struggled a little bit for the Admirals when he came back for them in the playoffs, but um, I'm looking for Connor, Connor Ingram to totally settle into that backup role, take the pressure off of Soros having to start every game. Yes. And, um, you know, they said it in the press conference. Ideally, you would like your backup goalie to get around 20 starts or more. Mm-hmm. So we what can expect – we can, uh, I think Riddick had like maybe 12 13, or 13. 12 or 13. Yeah. There. For um, sure. So we're looking for Ingram to get 20 to 25 starts, maybe. And I'm looking for Ingram to basically replace what we used to have when we had Pecorina and UC Soros as that one two punch. Remember how nice that was when oh, yes. when Soros would come for arrested Pecorina? And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, we've got a, a one two punch in net. I want to get that one two punch back in net. Sure. And so I'm, At so least. I'm looking for Looking for Ingram yeah. to level up and be that quality backup goaltender for the Preds. Yeah, at least until Askarov can show up. Then we'll see what yeah. happens. It's we'll going to get a little dicey. Well, 
We're going to see Yaroslav Askarov with Milwaukee Admirals next year, so that's going to be everybody's, interesting as well. Everybody's excited for that. That's for sure. That's going to be awesome. Can't wait. All right. So Can't it wait. is seven to four now in this game. Shockingly, no one has scored yet in the first minute of the, of the third period. Like, what's going on here? How is no one? <laughs> no, how is no one scored yet? Like, I don't know. This is turning into this is turning into a snooze fest. I know, right? Eleven goals. That is insane. It's so crazy. So oh crazy. Oh my gosh, Rich. What mm. else you got planned this week, man? As we get through this off season, not much. Just. uh Wishing the, the the Predators hockey would be back. <laughs> it's just miss it, you know. It's like we we were doing, you know, we get so used to that schedule, and then it's gone, and you're like, oh man, when's it, it's going to be forever before it gets back? So looking looking forward to it, and just the excitement of all well, the news. It's going to. So come I gotta out. say, well, I gotta. So I gotta say, ever since we've had, uh, gotten away from the sweep, and we've had time to process everything. Mm-hmm. I've kind of calmed down a little bit about the Preds being swept, especially the more and more I've watched the ads in these playoffs. It, t- yep. it makes total sense why the Preds got swept. Oh, I mean, it, 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 the talent gap is just crazy. So that's kind of what I've done since the sweep is just really processed everything and thought about it more logically, mm-hmm. get, get the emotions out of it. It's like, okay, this team has a lot of work to do this offseason, but at the same time, they're going to have opportunities to upgrade this team pretty quick. Free agency and obviously getting Forsberg back. So let's see what happens. Um, we hope everyone's having a good week, enjoying the yeah. summer. Um, For sure. Have, spending time with family and friends, doing all the stuff or whatever. And uh, we will be back next week for a brand new episode. So stay tuned Absolutely. for that. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Catfish on Ice, episode 131, presented by DraftKings, part of the Hot Podcast Network with your hosts, Chad Minton and Rich Howe. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you next time. Yep, have a good one.